hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 49. I'm your host, Cameron Schuster, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Saturday, May 30th, and it is, like I said, episode 49, so go 49ers, even though it's not football season, and we may not get football season. I'm not really even sure. Damn, do you even think, like, next year, maybe? Uh, dude, I don't even know. I just... It's it's bad. So, like, I've been... Like I said, I've been comfort... I'm fine being at home. Like, I'm not... Like, because my work allows me to work from home, so I'm, I'm lucky in that case. But the only thing I'm like... I'm like, yeah, I can't see my friends. Eh, so I'll just call them on Discord, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't go to the movies. And it's like, oh, that kind of sucks. A little, like th- that's like but sort I of it. Scoob online. Yeah, I could rent Scoob. <laughs> I could rent Scoob online. Uh, HBO Max is out now, so that's been. I already went through the whole movie list and basically have like probably like a hundred movies in my queue now or something Damn. ridiculous. Dude, they got a lot of good shit on there. I found like a fuck ton of Toho movies. Like, Akira stuff, like, Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, stuff like that. Like, all the old classics. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be... Aren't, like, all the Miyazaki films on there, too? Yes. Uh, And I already... uh, For the monster movie uh, Thursdays I've been doing with my friends, we're doing... We just... We tested it, and I showed them uh, King Kong, 1933 King Kong on there, using it. Nice. It was was pretty good. Uh, Yeah, it was was pretty... uh, So far, honestly, the app has a lot of stuff. Like, it's pretty... You'll be going through a while. This I will say the Crunchyroll area and the Adult Swim area are very bare bones, but I feel like they'll add more stuff over time. Yeah, I gotta say, like the fact that it comes with like a Crunchyroll and stuff like that, kind of makes it a little bit more worth it to me. If I like, I don't know if I'm gonna re- subscribe to it anytime soon, but uh, when I like, I've been super into watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix recently. And I, like, literally ran out of all the shit on Netflix for that. So now I'm on Hulu watching the stuff on Hulu. But, like, the newest new stuff is only on Crunchyroll. Or at least a friend of mine on Facebook was like, oh, yeah, you can watch it on there. So I was like, oh, wait. So maybe I could just do HBO Max and get that and a bunch of other shit. Because I don't know about just a Crunchyroll subscription. I'm not that into anime. There's just, like, a few that I really, really like. And then, but, like, I don't know. It depends. I guess there's, like, I think that's the point of anime. There's just, like, so much variety that you can, like, something or whatever. Whatever. Let's not ramble on do, about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say one last, like, the, the thing I think I do miss is uh, Giants games. That's what oh, I've been yeah. wanting to go to is a Giants game. That's, like, kind of what I've been missing mainly. Uh, and obviously, I don't even, I, I keep forgetting, like, I get the weekly or whatever newsletter stuff from the giants and i haven't read anything like my emails are just kind of stacking so i'm like oh i should catch up and see what the hell's the state of everything because i haven't been paying attention i've just been like working and working out and gaming and podcasting all this other shit i feel so bad for my dad because he like lives for baseball season and it's just not a thing right now maybe i should download like mlb the show that we got for uh playstation plus and play some baseball games with them <laughs> dad let's see how this goes <laughs> just let's see how this goes yeah, yeah. also uh, we both have uh windows open in our respective backgrounds mine might be a little bit no- more noisy if you hear it i'm just like screw it we'll have a little bit of extra ambience uh why not uh i know there's like probably some neighbor a couple a few different yards away like not like football yards but actual like backyard yards away where there's probably like maybe a couple kids so you might hear that in the background a little bit but whatever uh it's we're just letting that go 
Uh, but yeah, it's for episode 49. Uh, we have episode 50 next week. Uh, it's probably going to be like three hours long or something ridiculous. We'll go through our news and uh, a good amount, hopefully, of what we're playing and watching. It'll be like a fun, just dragged out time. We might even just ramble about other random things. Like, it's just like, you know, we can do whatever we want at that point. So it'll be it'll be pretty fun. But we'll go ahead and dive into the news for today. We got, uh, it's not honestly too much. It's just small updates of multiple things we've talked about previously. Uh, a couple are the updates on the parks, at least specifically the Florida parks. So like Disneyland and Universal Studios Hollywood are still closed. But uh, Universal Studios Orlando is apparently going to open on June 5th, like fully open. I don't know like what restrictions they'll have or like how many people they'll allow. But they're just saying like, you know, we'll have it open to the public that day. Uh, this is from Hollywood Reporter. So, like, June 1st, uh, they're going to do a dry run with employees and then have some invited guests on June 3rd and then open on June 5th just because, uh, you know, the states themselves are opening. So whatever's in those states, I guess, like, for now, they're like, okay, if Florida's opening, we can just kind of roll with it and see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> we'll actually see how this goes. Um, yeah, I personally think it's a little too premature, but what? Yeah. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm just a biochemist. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll see how this, I don't think, yeah, Hollywood's not going to be opening anytime soon, so, because California's still not open uh, in that term yet, so I, I won't expect anything like that for a while. Uh, Disney World pretty much is looking at the same thing, but they're taking it a little bit more conservatively, uh, so uh, they're thinking of reopening Disney World in July, or uh, by July 14th, or not July 14th, uh, July 11th it says here, so they'll attempt i guess to do this so they're going to open with like a magic kingdom and animal kingdom and then on july 15th they'll open hollywood studios and epcot <laughs> I, I do know i believe uh disney springs their version of their it's downtown disney which is like kind of like uh all their shops and restaurants and stuff that's not in the park itself it's like a giant shopping center that's honestly it's a it's actually pretty cool uh that i believe has been open because that's more so like I don't know, you could do restaurant takeout, I guess, and curbside pickups, unless they're fully on, like, you can come inside and eat here, or just come inside and shop to your heart's desire, maybe. I'm, I'm not, honestly, I haven't really looked into it, but, yeah, it's been open. Dude, for now I'm feeling, too. like, super sad that I, like, never went to Disney World. Like, I've been to Disneyland a bunch of times, just never been to Disney World, so all this stuff you're describing, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, Disney World, honest, dude, it's really, it's really cool. Like, I only, I got to go because the first time I went was, like, with the Girl Scouts. Hmm. Uh, I was, I was such a fucking good Girl Scout, dude. You don't, <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, I actually was, though. I sold cookies very well. Uh, but my dude, older sisters. sell themselves. They do, so they do sell themselves. Dude, but when you have a three-year-old kid. I can literally, I'll be like, I'll just have, like, a couple, and then, like, the box is gone. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's, that's me, but for uh, Thin Mints. And if you freeze those Thin Mints, oh my god, so good. So good. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, my sisters were Girl Scouts, and I was, like, they're 9 and 10 years older than me, so I was, like, you know, a little 3-year-old to whatever young age, helping them. I'd put on one of the little vests, and I'd just sell cookies, and then I'd go under the table <laughs> and play with, like, my figures, or play, like, with my Game Boy, or Game Boy Advance, or Game Boy Color, whatever I had at each certain point in time. Uh, but that's normally what I do, and I'd be like, "Can we go? Can we go home? I'm bored." <laughs> uh, it was it was actually great. I, I'd make forts out of the, the the big old boxes. It was it was a good time there in the public under a table because you'd be it'd be fine. 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, I went when I was like 10 and then again when I was 12 because my sister, like, one of my sisters actually, like, worked, did, like, the Disney, um, what's it called, like, the Disney college program thing there? I don't know. There's, like, a Disney college program where they'll let college students go and work for the summer at Disney World and they'll, like, live at some form of Disney housing and stuff. So it's, like, this fun experience program thing. That's super cool. And she did that. that. Yeah, uh, she did that, so we got to go, uh visit one time and like got some special discounts and stuff it was really cool i was i think that was two years after i went the first time so i was like in middle school that time but i haven't gone since and i've been wanting to go so that's why like i i haven't gone since they put in avatar land and now of course star wars land is there Shit, and no, i'm sure there's like other changes yeah so. no wonder you had like bought those pl- plane tickets to go to Disney World with a bunch of friends. Oh, I, I never bought the plane tickets. I only, oh. I didn't buy any tickets. I kept forgetting, and then oh. I kept playing. I kept gambling, going, let's see if it goes lower or higher, and it fluctuated so much, and then it got to the point where it was like, the park's closed, oh. and I was like, oh, it looks like my indecisiveness worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas some of my out. friends did buy their tickets, and I don't know if they got all their money back or not, so... Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're, like I said, we're still gonna probably try to go in, like, I don't know, 2021 most likely, because I don't, even if they do open, I don't know if everyone will be comfortable going in, like, for sure, no one, we're not going in the summer, uh, but I don't know if people would be wanting to go in the fall or not. Uh, Dude, it's kind of sad, not, but I don't think sure. I'm going to feel comfortable going out anywhere to, like, a public place for long until I get that vaccine, whenever it's available. Yeah, especially you more than, For like, sure, because, like, I actually Because autoimmune disease, like, that's... Well, there's that, know. and it's, like, to deal with my autoimmune disease, I take... Uh, immune suppressants so like i really it makes it worse <laughs> yeah so it's like i'm by all accounts on all the labs that i always have like every time i have one of these like infusions you know like i'm super healthy or whatever at least on paper but uh, i don't know like if i catch the coronavirus i probably would be one of those people that would have like a more severe reaction but i don't know so i'm just not i'm gonna try not to roll that dice for now yeah, I, I at least have a shield generator and have a good shield around me, whereas you you have an unprotected echo base that could just get blasted from orbit by a, a, a Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good um, metaphor, right? I think that's a good metaphor. I think so. I tried that to get works. by on stealth and not, like, pure defense. <laughs> Don't look at me, I'm fuck a probe droid. Yeah. Like, it's gotten to the point where I, like, I feel so bad, like, visibly avoiding walking near people on the streets when I have to go out that like i kind of want to put like a sign on the face mask i'm wearing saying like i'm immune uh, like compromised just so people kind of understand or whatever but i don't know i don't i think that's maybe unnecessary i think people at least you're not scott bromley yeah that's that's very fair yeah (laughs) just the poor guy uh all right uh last piece of you know stuff being affected uh, Blizzard has officially announced there's no BlizzCon. Uh, it's been canceled, and I believe they're going to try to do some form of digital event instead. But uh, honestly, that's probably that's good news, <laughs> I think, for them. Yeah, because I don't think the last one worked out super well for them. If it, it didn't work out because that was, last year was the one with um, the the mobile Diablo game, right? That was the year before it, actually. Last year was... Has it been that long? Yeah. Last year they announced Diablo 4, and that was, I mean, granted they probably already were planning on doing that, but like, it started off with the president's, uh, I think it was the president, 
what the fuck? The guy with the long hair. He, like, came out on stage and he had to, like, apologize, sort of, air quotes, apologize for the Blitzchung thing. But he... Okay, so that's... It was, like, I such keep a forgetting that's been, like, in though, the same year. Yeah. That, like, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's why bad. I was, like, boycotting them for, like, hell long. I mean... Dude, time is folding in on I itself. Might, I'm like, I could have sworn these were... Yeah. Like, I might start playing Overwatch soon, just because I'm getting that hankering, and it's been, like, literally, I guess, a year <laughs> or whatever, maybe six months or... I, shit yeah I, I don't time is fucking weird right now but anyway like his apology was such a non-apology because he didn't say any names he didn't say what the thing he was apologizing for he's just like it was literally like the south park bp thing it's like we're sorry we're so sorry sorry, sorry. and i was like well i don't believe you cool it's you, like you, you know it's like those dudes in futurama that don't have uh that they're indifferent on everything where they, or they're completely neutral on everything where they go when they're about to die tell my wife i said hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like thanks okay uh yeah so you know it's yeah i i, I mean this this does nothing for me either way just because I, I still don't really Same. i tried playing world of warcraft i fell asleep um i did honestly like that my plan was to uh play starcraft um starcraft the, the remaster for starcraft one that was probably be the the game i was gonna get and then try out um i was just gonna blast through that then check out the the um the same thing for warcraft 3 and then i was gonna play this the current starcraft 2 just because i feel like the only thing they make currently that i'd want to try out at least for now is probably just the rts's but I'm in no rush, and I still have, like, now the new Definitive Editions for Age of Empires 1 and 2, and Age of Mythology, and I still have Company of Heroes 2, so I'm I'm good for a while. I don't I don't need more yeah, for our, like in the RTS set. area. Oh, plus, I still have to play Halo Wars 1 and 2 on PC, because Halo Wars 1 is on there now, oh, too. Oh, shit, wait, so. they actually did make PC versions of those? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I can... I think they're all... All of those pretty much, like, uh, Age of Empires... Age of Empires Definitive 1 and 2 are on PC Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play those. Like, I... Uh, I do... Like, I've wanted to play Halo Wars for a while, because, like... I think... Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are on there as well. Uh, just, like, uh, the Master Chief Collection is on there. Yeah. So, I've, like, I put that on there, and I just haven't touched it, even though I'm like, this would be so much fun to play, but I just haven't I touched know, it. I just, like... <laughs> I, I played Halo Wars originally back on 360, and the controls were fine, but the whole time I was just like, man, I'm not even that into PC, or, or into RTSs, but I feel like I would be having a little bit better of a time if I had, like, a mouse and keyboard, because just selecting... Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's so, so much better, better yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want RTSs using a controller. Like, that was the only issue. I was like, Halo Wars is interesting. I never want to touch this again while it's on an Xbox. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I remember, dude, I remember playing that at your house, and you were in college uh, before, because yeah. I was, like, going to City, uh, in this, and it was going to be community college, and you were in uh, Riverside in the beginning. And I, I just called your brother, and I was like, hey, y'all got Halo Wars, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm coming over to play Halo Wars. Dude, I even got the special edition steelbook <laughs> with, like, the reversible cover. That shit was dope. Yo, I got that now, actually, because I'm like, oh, uh, I never really, like, I got it way later. It was like, you know, the, one of those, like, you bought it for your collection yeah. more than anything. Yeah. And now I've kind of been getting rid of portions of it. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to sell this. I, I'm keeping certain other Halos, I think, but that one specifically, I'm like, I didn't get this back then. Like, I think I'm only keeping, like, uh, 
I want to say uh, Halo 3 and ODST and Reach are the only... And, like, 4. Okay. Yeah, just those ones. Those are the only ones I'm keeping. Because I never bought the physical versions of, like, 1 and 2 anyway. So, I'm like, yeah, I'll just pick and choose. It's fine. But, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's BlizzCon. Uh, next up, just a couple things for movies and TV. So, uh... David Ayer, uh, if you remember him, he was the director of Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, yeah. This, of course, now that we have Snyder Cut coming, and all of a sudden the internet's like, oh fuck, if we all just start shouting, people will make stuff happen. So now everyone's shouting for everything. There's like, someone was like, yo, Josh Trink, it was a fantastic four director's cut. And he said no. Dude, I literally <laughs> forgot that that guy even said like... I had a much better version of that movie, and they ruined it. <laughs> yeah, he just straight up was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going through this again. I'm not even going near this." So it was like, "That was that was shot down so fast." Um, there's like a petition for Solo Two now, uh, which I, that's not gonna. If the, <laughs> that's probably a fraction of the people that went to see the movie, so that's gonna fail even more. So it is kind of telling uh, that my initial, my honest reaction to that was, "Uh." Yeah, like, I didn't I expect that. Either. That was, I, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm in, I'm still indifferent. That movie still has me indifferent. I just, thing. I forget. It's, I forget that happened. That's the thing. It's not bad. It's like it wasn't a bad movie. Like, I don't it's hate just, it. it's just okay. And it's and okay and, is not good at all for a movie about Han Solo. Exactly. Even no matter how much Amelia Clark you put into it, which you know that's still, I'm, I'm not saying to oh, take yeah, that no, out. She was Keep great. Amelia Clark in it. Uh, and Donald fucking Lando still. I'm just like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a robosexual. <laughs> uh, it's still the funniest shit. I was like, oh, they put Futurama in this. I was not expecting that. Okay. Uh, and then and the robot says no. <laughs> Like, that wasn't a movie. That was a Star Wars movie. As absurd as it was, that <laughs> accidental robot rebellion was fucking hilarious. That was so... And then, I'm not gonna... I started... I, I think people were actually sad when the robot dies. When the robot dies, I started laughing. I was like, what the Dude, fuck I is love happening? It's like, they upload her into the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> and it's like, I guess she's part of the Falcon now. It's like, oh, wait, so she's been there the whole fucking time? Wait, the Falcon's sentient? What? <laughs> That's probably why it fucks up so much. Is just like there's some psychotic robot in there that's just trying to revolt on everything, so it keeps breaking down. Yeah, just I let don't know. me that die. Is... <laughs> we gave it life. This was where it's kill me. <laughs> oh god, I don't even. Yeah. So any this is about Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's like, uh, oh yeah, we could do a, a director's or like a basically a David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad because he's like, uh, his he's saying his movie Suicide Squad got the Edward Scissorhands treatment, so it's actually apparently missing a bunch of stuff. But he says it would be so easy to put into it, like it wouldn't even cost like what's what it's costing um, Snyder Cut, which apparently Snyder Cut isn't twenty million. It's apparently over thirty million now. Yeah. But it's worth it, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Do it. Yeah, we spend might see Darkseid. Probably oh post-credit scene, but still, it, they're gonna show Darkseid, and also they showed the guy that played Darkseid, um, who is on, I think, Justified and something else. But I'm, it's such a bittersweet thing because they're going, hey, we're showing Darkseid, and they're going, hey, you finally get to see him, 
and this is the only time you're probably going to get to see him. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> just, a tease for a movie yeah, that's I'm, probably not going to happen anymore. Yeah, and I'm just, I saw that, and I, I got so... Which, apparently, okay, there's a rumor now, too, that now they're going, oh, we want Ben Affleck to do a Batman movie again. <laughs> that was just a rumor, but I, I just, I heard that, and I said, shut, <laughs> shut up right now. If that's not true, I will I will stab someone. Don't, don't, don't play with my heart like Watch that. Watch, they literally just, like, boot Robert Pattinson and just put in Ben Affleck for that No, dude, movie. they're just gonna, they're just gonna go ultra-mega multiverse and just be like, hey, we have, like, three batman movies we have like two joker movies uh it's it's like right now they've been dc comics has been doing a black label line where they're like hey this is like more adult oriented like it's more mature so the creators can kind of be more creative in terms of like what they can show and uh you look at all the different ones that are out for this black label line and you got i want to say three different batman books two different joker books uh, one Harley Quinn book, one Harley Quinn Joker book, and I'm just like, wait, this is just the same people, like, three times, and there's still an entire DC, uh, like, you know, a shit ton of other DC characters, and then they're going, hey, we have another, uh, Batman Joker book coming, too. Dude, it sounds to me like that would work really well with Swamp Thing. It would, I mean, uh... Actually, that would be interesting. They they started a whole. I'm, I'm not gonna get into the comics, but like there's a they even started doing um there's new comics that are only digital right now, and they're like digital first, so they're like I want to say like 99 cents, but they come up pretty often, and they're separate from I guess the rest. I, I'm not too sure, but basically they're they they just started another line of comics that I haven't read myself, but yeah, they're just all over. Yeah. So back to Suicide Squad once again. Uh, yeah, they could potentially do a cut that would be uh. It would be very easy to throw in. Like, it's not that hard. I mean, and... we already know that there's, like... I mean, Jared Leto complained, like, crazy about, like, all the shit that he supposedly shot that they just didn't use. Like, he says that there's, like, at least, at least... I think he was saying that what he thought the movie was gonna be ended up not being what, it, what he thought it was because they cut so much from it or something like that. Yeah, he says uh, about the cuts, like, good screenwriting means complete arcs culminating with some kind of closure for each main character. It's not rocket science when you cut the jo- the uh, joist, the building sags. So he's basically, yeah, he's saying, like, you know, you cut out all the stuff that made these characters stand out, I guess. So each one's missing their thing. And of course, like, we barely got Jared Leto Joker to where it was like, oh, this is fucking weird. Uh, to He said pretty much, like, there's a there's actually like a shit ton yeah. of content of the joker that we never saw and i'm like i don't know if like I, honestly so like i i can guarantee you the justice league movie the snyder cut's not gonna be worse than the current re- version like that's just it's not gonna happen that is impossible uh if that happens james i don't i don't know what i'll do with my life but uh i know for sure at least it'll be better than that i don't know how much higher it would be uh, in terms of like quality and everything else, but I I still have, I have hopes. I, I'm looking forward to it either way because I get to see what Snyder wanted to do. Whereas Suicide Squad, you know, that was just like, oh, this was the same director the whole time. But yes, these cuts did happen, and David Ayer got screwed over by it. Jared Leto got screwed over by it. I don't know if this movie. I mean, maybe it is better with a a director's cut version. Um, if they ever wanted to do that, and I I think honestly. 
depending on the success of the Justice League cut, could maybe... Um, I think multiple things could come out of it. One, I think the potential for Suicide Squad cut could happen because they see where that can like kind of work out. I don't think they do that for the other films because they're like successful, they worked out. You don't have to worry about yeah. those ones necessarily. Yeah, I don't think there'd be uh, any point in like redoing Wonder Woman or or Aquaman. Those are fine. Yeah, and like the we uh, BBS already got an Ultimate Edition, so it has its extended cut already, and it does honestly, it does fill in a lot of gaps to the point where I honestly think it made. The, the Ultimate Edition makes at least a two-point difference if, like, you were doing, like, a... I think it honestly does make a 20% difference. Uh, it, it does increase the quality by, like, at least 20% in my own eyes. Um, but they could potentially go back to the Snyder board and be like, hey, maybe we want to look into this stuff. Maybe. Just maybe. I'm just saying, like, that would be cool if the success was actually that high for things. But I, I don't really know. Dude, how uh, fucking but... crazy is it that we live in a time where like so video games get updated all the time to make them like run better or like add content if people were like like mass effect they fi- they changed the ending or not well fleshed out the endings for mass effect 3 because people complained and now the same shit's happening for fucking movies now like people were like we don't we didn't like justice league like we want a better version and we might actually get it same with uh, same with yeah. suicide squad it was like fucking terrible and it's, it is dangerous and they might fix it is it. dangerous that's also yeah terrible. It, it, I'm, uh, for now, I'm, it's working out, and I'm gonna ride that train until it looks like it's gonna sh- go like fucking off the tracks. But uh, we'll we'll see. I- I'm just gonna go on it until we come back on here one day, and we're like, "Hey, people are trying to make this version of a film happen. It fucking is the worst idea they've ever had. The people need to stop." Yeah, uh, I'm curious when that will happen. Uh, that that'll be that'll be an interesting. Uh, I'm curious also what film that'll even be about, uh, but. We'll, we'll see what happens when we get there eventually, I'm sure. Uh, last film news. This is more of a confirmation than anything. Uh, before we talked about uh, James Mangold being the director of Indiana Jones 5 with uh, Steven Spielberg producing. Uh, this just pretty much got confirmed. So now it's no longer a rumor. And I just wanted to basically just confirm that. Uh, so we'll be getting, a, 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 the, for the first time, a director that's not Steven Spielberg. Even though he'll still have his hands all over it, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to see how this will go, especially, of course, since it's been a delay a whole year. Yeah. Uh, so that, that'll that be a big old wait. I think it's, like, now two years away or something. Remind me if uh, Harrison Ford is even on in this? Y- yeah, he wouldn't. there wouldn't be a movie if he wasn't. Yeah, because that... Okay, so for whatever He's reason... He's still starring as Indiana Jones, and uh, from what I've heard, the series uh, doesn't go anywhere without him. Right, it, Like, okay. I think it ends with him, so... Yeah. I'm not too sure though. That's what I've heard. If they tried at least to from make, Harrison Ford, if if they tried to make like a son of four of like Indiana movie series or whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that'd be a good idea. Yeah. All right. So gaming news, guys. We'll just run through that. Uh, there's another expo coming. Uh, so New Game Plus Expo, uh, or NGPX for short. Uh, it's gonna have that's what that stands 40- for. Yes, and it's a 40-game showcase that's put together by both North American and Japanese developers, or publishers. So it has, apparently, uh, Sega, Atlas, and also... Who else is in this? Uh, A bunch of... Honestly, Koei's in it. Um, I honestly don't even know what these other... What these other publishers are, but there's a bunch of basically random uh, Japanese, I guess, smaller North American publishers that I don't know too much about. But it's going to be 
uh, on Twitch, uh, June 23rd at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 11 or 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So I guess it's going to be like a one day thing and they'll show off 40 games. Uh, I don't know how that will go because I'm, I'm very curious what they'll have, really. Uh, it's it's uh, it, I feel like not many people have heard about it either. It seems like it flew under a lot of radars, most likely, because it's also like, you know, Sega and Atlas are big, but they're they're not. EA, they're not Activision, they're not Sony, Microsoft, Ubisoft, they're not the ones that have usual press conferences on their own, and things like that. But next up, uh, one last uh, gaming showcase news uh, is more on the IGN Game Showcase. They actually revealed their schedule, it looks like, so there's a few photos here, I'm gonna have to read off what's going on, but uh, I gotta brighten my screen, it's like small words man uh so we got like june 5th uh there's a charity stream an unannounced game an unannounced game an unannounced game reveal uh werewolf the apocalypse trailer uh mortal shell observer system redux samurai jack battle through time spell break uh june 6th is a pre-show charity stream partner publisher showcase uh for pc gaming show uh, June 7th, Publisher Showcase for the... Oh, it's the Gorilla Collective, so um, the indie game stuff. Uh, June 8th is unannounced... There, basically, there's a bunch of unannounced games. There's uh, unannounced, oh, unannounced Classic Revival, specifically uh, Chivalry 2, uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker, Wasteland 3, uh, Borderlands 3, Forgotten City and stuff. So that's like June 5th through 8th. And then they have two more sheets of stuff. Like, there's a bunch of stuff here. It's just like saying there's a bunch of new mystery stuff we're going to talk about here. Uh, so when it says unannounced game, I'm assuming that means these games will already be announced uh, at a prior show or something. Or we just don't know what it is and it's oh. a surprise. And then they'll just show it there. But I think when it says actual reveal means it's like it's actually like this is a first premiere surprise of what this game is and surprise this game has been announced now. All right. Interesting. Do you think I mean, we, we might get into it in a minute or whatever, but like the Sony event that's supposed to be on like the fourth, like uh, that's the yeah. So this so that, starts on so June 4th. It, ha it just says uh, pre-show charity stream on June 4th. Well, so I'm thinking like if on June 6th. And beyond, like, IGN is saying that they got, like, unannounced games that they're going to talk about. Could some of those be from the PlayStation showcase? It could be, yeah. Well, it's, so it starts, there's three uh, sheets here. They got June uh, 5th through 8th. Then they have one that's June 9th through 15th. And then one that's uh, June 18th and 24th. Um, and I just read through the one that's the 5th through the 8th. And, yeah, so it's, like, some are, like, games we've already heard announced, and they are okay showing the names. Others, it seems like, yeah, these haven't been announced yet, but we'll get their announcements soon. And then they'll be, basically, they'll say, hey, we're covering this game or whatever. We have, like, a snippet of it or something like, oh, here's the developer talking about this specific aspect or something of this game. And then they'll do another aspect at the um, Summer Game Fest or something. And, uh, yeah, they have spe special uh, reveals on certain days, but... Um, yeah, let me actually go through. So June 9th, uh, let's see, all these games, Guilty Gear, Strive, Humble Bundle, Indies, Showcase, uh, Stronghold, Warlords, there's some other stuff. I'm just, on, I'm not going to read every single name, 
But uh, those are trailers, gameplay for Everspace 2, Skater XL, um, Total War Troy, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then um, June 11th is CD Projekt Red livestream. Oh, right. I think that, that, yeah, that is the, isn't that the day of the uh, C- uh, the Cyberpunk 2077 thing? I think that is. What? So, huh? Is there a Cyberpunk event coming too? Yeah, that's on, yeah, June 11th, I believe. Mm, it's okay. actually, oh, yeah, they, they, I think they're just uh, partnering with them a little bit. So it's this, or they're just at least telling them. Oh, they're, they're saying they have a pre-show, pre and post shows about them. So it's just coverage of their events. Mm, okay. So they're covering the CD Projekt Red live stream that's on June 11th, and then they're covering after that, the same day, the EA Play live uh, that's happening. Oh, right, so that's EA's show. Yeah, so those are on the same day. Uh, we also have IGN Celebrity Tours in Animal Crossing. Oh, that's... Okay. Uh, that's June 12th. <laughs> uh, let's see. June oh, 15th. shit. Dude, a Cribs show, but for, like, in Animal Crossing would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. Uh, June 15th, uh, unannounced game reveal, exclusive reveal trailer. Uh, we have a dis- gameplay for Destroy All Humans, uh, Mafia Definitive Edition, uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, Warhammer 40k Mechanicus, or whatever the hell it says. Like I said, it's like really hard to read it on my phone. But uh, yeah, there's like a bunch of other stuff. But these are like you know these seem like the bigger names at least. And the last two days, June 18th, Torchlight 3 gameplay, uh, unannounced game for gameplay, and then uh, uh, John Romero interview, Chris Avalon interview. June 24th is a publisher showcase for Marvel's Avengers War Table stream. Unannounced classic reveal or revival. I think that's his revival. Uh, and then trailers for Sherlock Holmes and Dreamscaper or something. Um, yeah, so it looks like they got a bunch of stuff. There's not big stuff, it looks like, unless, like, who, it, we don't know what those unannounced games are. It could be, like, I don't know, the mystery bag's, like, worth something worth $20 or it's something worth $100. Who knows? Um, we'll, we'll see as it comes though, but like, honestly, James June is setting up to be a very, very busy, busy month. Oh yeah. And speaking of a busy month, uh, I guess we'll say this for, well, no, we'll save it for last. I'll still keep it for last, but, uh, one last thing, uh, of, in terms of like to talk about before we jump on to the kind of reveal for next week is... We got the state of so we last week we t- was it last week we talked about the state of play for Ghost of Tsushima yeah or was it two weeks ago it was one of the it was like episode forty seven forty eight oh right yeah it might, yeah because because we recorded both of those in the same week right uh, but either way you know we just had that uh, we got this past week though uh, a EA uh, not EA play uh, there's so many different fucking plays state dude. of play state of play for Last of Us Part Two and it was a little bit longer than the Ghost of Tsushima one but you had a uh, Neil Druckmann talking through it, kind of describing things about, like, new features to the game and, like, crafting, um... Well, there was already... Environment running and things like that. Some crafting in the first game. Like, you could craft... Yeah, but more expansive, like, customization for weapons and things like that. You can really, like, customize everything from scopes to silencers and everything else. Like, yeah, so, uh... We had Neil Druckmann talk about, like, certain mechanics. So, like, yeah, everything from... Uh, customizing weapons, uh, you're you're kind of like your loadout of your gear, and um, just it's more in depth crafting than we had last time around. Last time it was just like you got the three materials, make your fucking pipe that breaks after three hits, and this time it's like you're making you put you're actually customizing your weapon, you're choosing your attachments for it, 
Um, you're still you're building stuff, but it looks like there's more intricacy to it. Um, so that honestly looks really cool. That you just have a little bit more freedom of uh, choosing how how you want to run things. Do you want to be stealthy? Do you want to go balls out with like more powerful attachments? But now you're you're bringing on more heat to yourself. Uh, you can bring heat to other people, literally, because in the video they show you throw a Molotov at a man and dog and light them yeah, both on fire, to uh, which you hear the dog screaming, and I was dude, just like, oh, oh, yeah, so that, the entire, watching the game, the, at the end they show gameplay, which we'll talk about in a second, but uh, the other cool thing was the interactivity with the environment of, like, how you yeah. can choose to proceed, really you can like, be stealthy. I, I liked specifically when they talked about, like, you've got a rope. And you could do shit like attach climb to over place. the rooftops, yeah, climb over to the side, like down a underpass, or, or climb down from an overpass to like swing down below it, and, and like there might be shit hidden hidden there. I like that. I like that they're like adding some more exploratory stuff. Then because like the first game, really really good, definitely a very linear experience though. Yes, this one it's not like complete. You're not like. It's not like Horizon or God of War or Ghost yeah, of Tsushima no. where you're just like going all over the place, but it's saying like you now have options to choose. It's, uh, I guess, similar to because I'm literally playing it right now, it's similar to Tomb Raider, kind of, because yeah, you have that option like that. to kind of go through certain areas. Um, so that's, uh, I think that's really cool. Um, I do like that they're giving you the option if you want to, you can just bypass combat, bypass enemies, and not even deal with them. Yeah. So at least at certain areas, it looks like I might want to try to do that as much as I can in this game. Because if I'm gonna be honest, some of the deaths that they showed were like really gruesome. Yeah, the the, the some of the shit there was it was pretty hardcore. Um, I I'm gonna look. So I'm I depending because all right, the first game is too. It's actually like it's a joke if you want to platinum that game that's not it's it's so ridiculous what you have to do well particularly because you have to play a shit ton of multiplayer which is good but and you also have to replay it feels like you have to replay the game like multiple times to do it as well yeah like the difficulties and the changes within it all right yeah. uh whereas this i'm hoping they they fix it for this one where you can actually maybe do it in like two playthroughs you can run through it once and twice uh like you know you run my plan for this game is I'm probably going to just play it. I'm not going to look at the trophies really. I'm just going to play it on like normal or whatever and run through it. And then I'll be like, cool, I did it. And I'll put it down and I'll get back to my backlog and then I'll catch back up to 2020 and I'm going to come back to it again. And I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Let's just do everything. Yeah. I'll, let's get everything done. The first time I play a game like this, I'll probably play it like just to play it, get to and get the story and stuff and see what I see. And like, cause it's, not quite the same experience if you if you're playing with a guide next to you to find everything like that's more of a second yeah. playthrough kind of thing for me yeah so it, it'll be cool for that uh and then basically after they show all those mechanics and stuff they go through like a, a I don't know, say like six minutes of gameplay maybe it's like and yeah you have ellie literally just <laughs> fucking killing everyone and you're like, you're just like, oh my god! It's so, re- it's like, it's so much more violent than the last game, dude. In terms of just like, cause you have a lot more. The engine allows that you can do a lot more. So like, this isn't the game where it honestly it looks, it looks fun to play. It also looks like stressful to play when you're watching it, but in yeah. a good way. Like I'm like, I want this experience. It looks like it's gonna be just really interesting to go through. Um, 
just because it's it's more it's real it's serious you're you're fucking yeah. killing people so that's and you have like, you have people in the background talking and they actually sound happy they're the enemy and you have to fight them and when you kill one the other is like oh my god they're dead and they really put a they really put a, um like that feeling of that's right you're not just killing like random whatever nameless baddies you're killing someone that someone will actually shout their name and freak out like oh god they're like they're fucking you killed them you son of a bitch blah blah uh it's just a lot more uh i guess what would you call it james there's a lot more um like either uh, consequences for your actions yeah, like, or just like psychological maybe there was one moment that like kind of got me where she killed someone i forget like how but like someone noticed and was like oh my god they killed and they like shouted someone's name it's like oh shit like that makes it like a little bit more real that it's like yeah instead of saying like oh they got him or whatever craig no yeah and it's just yeah. like they killed jeff dude like so i think Kind of, I want to give Naughty Dog some praise here for like making an attempt to kind of showcase that when you kill someone, it's not like uh stab you, you down. It like it's not like Fallout where you're just like, how am I gonna fucking blow this? Per- am I gonna blow their head off? Or am I gonna blow their legs off? How do I want to yeah. do this in the VAT system? So like <laughs> that scene in the beginning of the gameplay uh, video where first off, I find it hilarious that. Ellie comes up against someone who's like playing a Vita. Playing a Vita. And are they playing like Hotline Miami or something? Because I, I only the only reason I know that is because uh, that's the last game I've been playing on Vita. Yeah. So I heard the music and I was like, wait a minute. So that's the thing is like I was trying to identify what it was, but I I couldn't quite place it. But I think someone else did say it was Hotline Miami. I think it was like I think fun. the Hotline Miami actually also I didn't get it because I saw Hotline Miami tweet out. Yes, Hotline Miami is on the Vita. And everyone was freaking out, and I was like, "What does that have to do with The Last of Us 2? I didn't understand it, and then I watched it, and I I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, so that's pretty great." I find great. it really funny that I was watching this gameplay video with Chris like in the room, and so like when he comes, when she like noisily gets out of the water, and like the person doesn't hear her, he's like, "Oh, that's stupid. She'd totally hear like hear her." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. And it's because she has earphones." And it's like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of funny that they thought of that." And then, like, Ellie, like, she eventually, like, tries to fight back against Ellie, and Ellie just, like, stabs her in the throat. And Chris is like, oh, that's stupid. Why'd she, like, even do that? And even Ellie also says, like, that's stupid. Or that was Yeah, she's stupid. like, she, yeah, it seemed like Ellie was actually probably going to let her live, yeah, potentially. Yeah, like, she cause... didn't have to die. And, like, the fact that, so, she stabs her in the neck, pulls the knife out, and blood actually starts, like, gushing out there. She, like, clutches her throat starts like gargling on her own blood and like falls to the ground kicking and she's kicking around for like a good like minute or so and i was just like oh that's like fucking heavy it's like jesus yeah. that's ugh. i don't if, if that's gonna be what killing like an individual person is like in this game i'm gonna probably want to try to avoid killing as many people as i can <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I might i just might go to the opposite and i'm like y'all i'm gonna kill everyone Oh, if they come at me, I'm going to come back. I'm going to put every one of your deaths as a scar on my arm. Oh, God. I don't know. Just go Victor's ass. No. Um, I don't don't know how I'm going to do it. Honestly, I'm just going to be like, I don't know, what's the most logical step here? And I'll be like, this person's in my way. 
they need to die to get out of my way because it's the easiest way through or something. I don't. Yeah. I, I'll see how it goes. It, it's all. It's gonna be pretty much fucking winging it twenty four seven. Who knows how I'm gonna do it? I, I probably because honestly, there's probably certain parts or animals or whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I don't want to kill this and just kind of see if I can skip it. But if I can't, and it's like this thing, a dog has my scent. If it catches me, everyone else catches me. So long, pooch. And then, yeah, it's just, you know, that's all she wrote. Old Yeller is going to get it. Yeah, if I have to take out a dog, I'm going to go for, like, a one-shot kill. I'm not going to try to set it on fire and hear it screaming, because that was awful. I'll just I'll just do a one-liner, just like, I bought a cat and then she killed a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I'm allergic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, it, otherwise, yeah, it was just filled, it was just a gore-filled, uh, playthrough, you just watch a lot of, like, you can capture people for a second, I guess you can see if you might be able to keep them alive, but pretty much you could just keep stabbing everyone, and just kind of go through it and be like, shh, I'm, I'm gonna, don't, don't talk, okay, stab, 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 and they'd be like, there you go, you didn't talk, good job, (laughs) that's so crazy, so good, though. Your reward was stabbing. Yeah. This is so fucking great. I guess they're just showing, like, yeah, this is what you can do if you feel like it. Um, man, it's yeah. I'm I'm ready for the. I I'm I'm playing all the games, getting them out of the way for this. I want to. Uh, this is just gonna stop everything else I'm playing. But all right, yeah. So now we have we've seen Ghost of Tsushima's state of play. We've gotten like kind of like everything about it that we need for the most part, and we got everything about Last of Us. I know we'll probably get more Ghost of Tsushima news as time goes on, like probably sometime in june uh just because then last of us will come out and it's just goes goes to tsushima after that but we've gotten both of those june we got like two days yeah but it's like uh you know by the time last of us comes out it's still another like two weeks or so yeah it's like on the 19th actually so it's honestly we have three weeks still really uh actually yeah it's three we have three weeks until its release uh which is three weeks second i'll see how much of 2017 i can get through in that time I'll do my best. Uh, we have PS4 games out of the way. But it's time for PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's finally happening. S- Sony finally gave us the tease and they showed the controller. And James, did you notice the controller? What about it? It was black. It was pure black. Was it? Because like, I thought that that was just like, it was in shadow. It was in the shadow, but if it was white in the shadow, it would still be white in the shadow. Eh. So you would notice it more. Maybe uh, if it was white. Well, like I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The controller is black. The controller is black. Uh, the, in the picture, it's a black controller, James. Hmm. It, it's like pure black. Okay. Uh, if you go on PlayStation Blog, you can see it and everything. Yeah, I'm watching. But uh, June fourth, one p.m. Pacific know, man. time. It looks like it's white reflecting light. Mm. Bro, that is... It's black. It could be a Unless, very dark room. Christ. Okay, it's black. <laughs> anyway, 1 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, June 4th. Stop everything you're doing and watch this conference, whatever it's... I think Dude, this is PM, what... I'll literally, like... I'll be out of class by then. That's perfect. I think they're... I'm pretty sure this is going to have everything. I think this is going to be... Here's the PlayStation 5. Here's the controller. Here, or more of the controller. Here's the games. Here's everything. Think they might do price? <laughs> they might. I don't know. They they 
they don't necessarily need to, but I think they might just do a blowout. They might just hit everyone because they did all of it in February for the PS4. Dude, what? And it came out in the fall. So I think they're going to do everything. I think they're going to do everything in this. They're just going to go fucking all out, guns blazing, going, yeah, we could have done it like fucking leaked it to you guys piece by piece every month, but we're just going all out of it. And we could have done six evenly leveled Pokemon that are like, they're not the highest of level, but they did enough. But we just have a level 100 Charizard that takes out all six of your Pokemon and just goes fucking crazy and just burns everything down. I I think that's what they're going to do. I think that's their plan. It sounds really unlikely based off of like everything we've heard that it'll be like less than 500. But if they come out and they're like, it's four hundred dollars, like the PS4. They're not like, gonna. It's what? it's gonna be five hundred dollars. It's yeah. gonna be five hundred dollars. We'll see. But uh, like, if be it's not, nuts. I'll be that'll be more shocking. But yeah, we're dude. We're getting that. It's gonna be crazy. Um, yeah, that's just so, guys. The the cool thing about this is this comes out next Thursday, so less than a week away. It's it's May thirtieth right now. Uh, this podcast will probably come out. Um, I'm gonna. I'll see if I can release it today. If not, it'll release on Sunday or Monday. Uh, I don't know about Sunday just because it's a random day to do it. But that that we're seeing this on Thursday, episode fifty. We're either doing Thursday night or we're doing Friday night. I feel like James. One of the two. Uh, I think I almost feel like I'll we should do at- it Thursday night if you're free because if we can do it Thursday night, we're doing it fresh off of everything we've seen that day yeah so i'll have to look at my schedule because i got a couple projects due i got one done already i got another one due on the 6th uh on d-day i guess but like i'm i'm gonna work on that for pretty much the rest of today i'm gonna hopefully get that done as soon as i can then i got another essay after that i gotta make sure when that's due but I feel like I could probably do Thursday night. Well, in that, I think I would be like most hyped after that. So we okay, we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see what we can do. Um, we'll still okay. So for uh, we'll just talk about it now. Uh, so episode fifty, it's our you know it's our fiftieth episode. We're also pretty much we're hitting. We've just hit our two year anniversary. Uh, so we're two years in. Uh, we didn't do anything special for that just because episode fifty is about to be here. So it just kind of works better. Uh, to just kind of throw those together for that. Um, it'll be, like I said, supersized three-hour episode, probably, most likely, just because, not because of all the news and everything else. So we'll do all the normal news, that whatever is their air, uh, whatever we get that week. Uh, we'll go through that first, and then we're just going to go through all of the PlayStation 5 reveal. And we'll do that for however long it takes. Not we'll just be like, oh, we'll stop here. It's just like until we run out, we'll just keep going probably. And then after that, we'll go through as much as we can, like basically to get up to three hours or something. Uh, we'll go through all of what we played and what we've watched or as much as we can, which of course includes finally my my giant talk of The Witcher 3, which James, you played it already, right? Yeah. So we can both talk about it a bit. I'm going to talk about that, and you're going to have to listen to it, or you'll That's have fine. to leave one of the two. I, I just... Oh, my God. Tucson, bro. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll go through everything uh, as much as we can, just kind of get rid of the backlog of what we've been wanting to speak of, and it'll just be a fun time. Uh, I hope 
it sounds good. Like we'll probably we're for sure taking actual breaks through this. Like we'll have to walk away for a second because it's three hours. So, uh, we'll you know, it's gonna be big. Hopefully, we have a lot of people that listen to it. Uh, compared to like I don't know if <laughs> if we get like maybe a couple extra followers at that point, that'll be nice. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So James, we're done with news for today. Uh, we're at about 50 minutes, honestly, so we're making pretty good time. Uh, if we want, we could just go f- for maybe up to... Uh, what do you want to do today, Till? Do you want to do an hour and a half? you want to do a little bit under that? Uh, I think let's do an hour and a half, because, like... Okay. It, I feel like if we try to just do, like, an hour, we only got, like, 10 minutes to talk about stuff. And I, yeah. I'd like to get through at least a few things. Yeah, let's get through, like, two or three things each. I think that'll be, uh, that'll be right. fine. I'll start going you through... You want to start us off again? Yeah, I'll start going through my oldest stuff. So, I finally got to finish Preacher, because like oh, so I I don't know I I really really like that show just because the characters are so funny and so interesting. I mean it's like odd that the the trio of main characters is like uh like human female vampire and like preacher who has the voice of God. And it's mm. so like their whole goal for like the entire show was like Jesse wants to use his ability to force anything to do what he wants to find God and force him to answer for like why the world is the way it is. And so like the last season felt like a filler season because like it just I forget. Right. Like they got derailed with kind of like a sub arc and anyway this last season finally got back to finding where god is and also had a side plot of cassidy the vampire being stuck in like uh i the evil organization was called the grail and they were basically trying to use the apocalypse to become the new rulers of the world or whatever and that's what i would do so they knew about Jesse, they knew about his ability, they knew that if he used it right, he could be the new ruler of the world or whatever, not them. So they last season captured Cassidy and were like, we got your friend, we're going ki- to like hold him hostage until you give us what we want. And for whatever reason, they used Cassidy's ability to regenerate, as long as they give him like some blood, to just torture him constantly. Like, literally, they were teaching their new recruits how to torture people with a vampire. And the main guy who was teaching them how to do it seemed to just really enjoy circumcising Cassidy over and over and over again. It got weird. But, like, again, it's, like, a weird, dark humor for the show. But it finally had, like, an actual satisfying conclusion, in my opinion, at least, where Jesse does finally get to God and he finally actually has like a conversation with him about like why is shit the way it is and it kind of seemed to boil down to like god is just really vain and lonely and he just wa- created the universe to have someone like him and like the fact that Jesse like he wanted Jesse to like him so bad for some reason and Jesse just like refused and i don't know it was interesting like i I don't know. It's been like literally months at this point since I finished it. So I'm trying to just like remember the main points, but it's like, I really liked it. The overall show, like besides the last season being 
somewhat of a filler season, it's still in, enjoyable like the whole way through. I just really liked mm-hmm. it. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. I it was it's, one of those. It was one of the early I want to say comic book adaptions that came out. Uh, yeah. Post like uh, that was like you know not mainstream mainstream superhero stuff. It was like yeah. I think this one of the few after one of the first things after The Walking Dead. And of course, like AMC too. Like it was the second comic book show to come on AMC oh, after yeah, The Walking huh. Dead. And I never, I never really read Preacher. I've heard good things about it, but it's just one I never got into. But because I guess I didn't, I've had a weird thing where I'm like, if I didn't read the book, I don't know if I'll watch the show yet. Just because so far with like The Walking Dead, I've enjoyed reading the book before the show, and I never wanted to reach a point where the show surprised me something that was already in the book or something like that. And then I eventually, like. I fell off Walking Dead because the show was just whatever. Uh, and I still stick with the... I haven't actually finished the books yet. But I think I might still do that with the uh, other ones. Like, I guess, uh, Powers, Umbrella Academy, Preacher, and things like that. I'd rather read the books first and just check them out and be like, Oh, okay, this is... If I like this, reading it, then maybe I'll try uh, the other stuff. Which, actually, you know what? I just realized I already... Um, screw that up because I watched The Boys and I didn't yeah. read The Boys. And I did that also with Scott Pilgrim now that I think. Oh, and I did that with Kick-Ass. Actually, you know what? I'm full of shit. <laughs> I'm full of shit. Forget what I just said. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this show, I, I know, it's really funny because it's like, I mean, good good humor, good timing, but it's also got like, queer, queer, wow, I don't know what's wrong, uh, wrong with me. Tarantino style, like, gore and shit. Like, people exploding mm. and whatnot. Like, it gets crazy okay yeah but also like it's i think it's a little bit easier to get into than the walking dead because there's like however many fucking seasons of the walking dead and it's still going at this point and there's like about to be three shows now so yeah like i never even got into the fear of the walking dead or whatever but there's li- i tried to but there's literally only like three or so seasons of the preacher or of preacher and i think it's over so Oh. It's it, it's not that long. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, no, I, I, I got I got enough other shows, I wouldn't but say it, it'd be something to cool maybe eventually down the line. Yeah, I, like if you have plenty of sh- uh, shit to watch anyway, like I wouldn't say you need to watch Preacher, but it is a good time for sure. Yeah, unless you're like I say, if you're like me and you got like <laughs> I have Netflix and Xfinity and Disney Plus and now uh, Disney Universe and HBO Max and prime video and you have all the the cues ready to go with your lists and each one you're just like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff how do i do this can i have more like hours in the day please yeah really i'm like and i'm playing games too i'm not even touching most of these half the time like i i still out this is i think still the biggest offense i haven't watched any of the original dc universe shows yet damn yeah, I actually, I, I'm, I'm trying to take a turn with each one, so I'll watch, like, a show or movie from one platform, and I'm trying to move on to the next, so actually, right now, I'm watching the first season of, of Lore on Prime Video, oh, cool. and I've already gone through, like, Disney Plus and Netflix, so the next thing is probably gonna be DC Universe, and I'll watch, um, I think I'll probably just hit Titans first, since that was the first show on there, and I'll just see how that is, but, yeah, it's just a process. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I guess I will go. Um, I think I still have one last CW show to go on. I think, James, besides Witcher, I think I'll do my full CW spiel uh, in episode 50. But right now, hmm, 
I think I'll go with uh, a couple. Actually, there's so many things, James. There's so many things. Do I talk? I'll, I'll talk about it now. Fuck it. Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the final season. Uh, I watched all of it. Oh, yeah? It was. Uh, I want to say it was three arcs. And it was it was honestly when you look back at it, it was a pretty short. It was a short season, uh, but it was a it was a nice. It's nice that they went back and did it. Dave Filoni still headed it up, so like you could see the the great animation again. It would just look so fantastic. It it was great to see characters that you liked again, and it goes through three specific arcs. Um, the thing to know is they had more seasons planned originally before Disney bought them. And then they had, I think it was what five, they had done five seasons. Disney bought them and they couldn't finish. Uh, they, they ended up putting like their, their sixth season on, um, Netflix as the exit. And then, uh, they released like some other stuff. Like they, they did the, the sixth season on Netflix and then they, we're like, oh crap, we didn't get the finish, uh, but Disney canceled us, so we'll release some of the arcs as anima- some episodes as animatics. So you see a bunch of unfinished shit, which just made you you're like, well, that's, that would have been a really cool sh- episode or this really cool arc, but I never got to finish it. And you're just seeing like half done stuff, half audio and things like that, and it just it's like cool but also sad at the same time. Weird. And uh, there was like. One was the Bad Batch, which was, like, this weird, dirty dozen group of clones, almost, that were just, like, really physically different-looking than the rest, and they were, like, almost like the, the group from Predator, like the Commandos, where they just, like, were really cool. One was, like, the edgy sniper, uh, one was the techie dude, one was the uh, just really good tracker hunter, and one was the heavy, brick, like, the heavy big gunner guy, and uh, that was one of the animatics. And the others were like, uh, there was this really, there was a Asajj Ventress, I think, Quinlan Voss uh, storyline they were going to do, and they turned that into a novel. There was a Darth Maul arc they were going to do that's like supposed to be a full thing with like Dathomir and things like that, and like what happens with Palpatine and stuff, and the Night Mother and everything else. That got turned into a comic, I believe. So like, we lost those two arcs specifically to like a book and a comic. And then they released also an animatic for, like, something happening on Utapau, I guess, before episode three. So there was, like, stuff happening there as well. And we knew there was supposed to be, like, the Battle of Mandalore and stuff like that, and we never really got it. So now with the the final season coming in, uh, we got an actual Bad Batch arc. Uh, fully developed, fully done. Uh, and so this arc, it's, like, four episodes... You go through with these characters, and they're still supporting characters for, like, Captain Rex and Anakin, because they're getting back um, one of the ARC troopers that you thought died in, like, a previous season, and it turns out, like, the droids have been using him to, uh, using his mind, because, like, he still has, like, a a full strategic clone mind, so they know how the clones work, so they're able to, um counteract them in battles and also head them up so they could just keep fucking with them and that's how they've been like winning parts of the war in a certain like a few certain planets and so like their mission is to rescue that clone and they end up doing it and stuff and it's like honestly it's a really good arc they do change 
from looking at the animatic, they do change certain aspects of it. Uh, and do that, like, uh, I feel like Mace Windu wasn't originally in it, and they added him in this one, because it's really, like, the last time you really get to see him, I guess. Uh, he's in one of the other arcs later on, but very briefly. Uh, you also get, um, I feel like you get less interaction with certain clones, like, there's a couple other clones from the 501st that you have there, like Jesse, who is one of the other arc troopers currently, or, like, pretty much the last one left, who, uh, I think had a bigger role, or at least a bigger visible like he was more visible in the uh animatics and stuff like he was along with them whereas like they kind of put him off with the other jedi and stuff uh in this one but overall honestly it was it was really good i enjoyed it it was very it was like a melancholy feel because you're like oh that was really cool i like this and you get one dead character back who uh you want to hear more from and it definitely because the next two arcs aren't related to them whatsoever for the Bad Batch or this uh, Arc Trooper. So uh, what I'm assuming is they're probably going to continue that storyline because it's a really interesting one. They're probably going to continue them either in comics or in novel, one of the two. I'm not sure which one, but I'm sure it's going to be a new kind of like story they can kind of follow to see what they do. Also, like near the end of the Clone Wars to potentially maybe what happens to them at Order 66, what happens to them after in the Rise of the Empire and things like that because it would sort of replace the arc trooper storyline like the arc trooper clone commando storyline that you do get uh from the clone commando books that aren't canon anymore that kind of cover that area from the legends books now it would be interesting so I, to see like what happened to rex when he got uh, order 66 uh so i'm getting to that oh uh, okay yeah yeah so our second arc is then an arc where you have ahsoka basically just on coruscant in like kind of the pits of it uh, where she's helping these two sisters uh, kind of figure their lives out. Well, Ahsoka's just trying to leave. She's trying to leave Coruscant, but she can't fix her ship or something. and uh, Or she's trying to figure out a way off or something like that. And these two sisters are like, one gets the other one in trouble all the time with like basically mobsters and shit. And it's just like three episodes of them going through crap like that, where they keep getting captured, doing like spice running or something and, like, Kessel's involved for a second, and honestly, it's a very, very, bo it, it's, it's not good, um, I didn't like it that much, and it would have been fine, because it, it very, it felt like the whole time you're just feeling like, I'm in filler, this is filler, everything's filler, because it's more of a down, per it's a down to earth, it's a down to the streets perspective storyline, that's not about the clones. It's not about the war going on. It's like more bystanders of people that like were sort of affected by it, but they're in the capital. And for the, it, it would have been something that's fine if it was just another random season, but it's part of the final season and it's one of three arcs. So there's only mm. three arcs and this is one of them. It it's, that's a it's, shame one that everyone was like you couldn't have picked anything else like you had to choose this one so it was very much a weaker it was three episodes of it was literally three episodes of going let's get this arc done so we can get to anything else right now like i want to see what happens next i want to see what's happening with the actual war i don't care about this and i really didn't it was it was it really did take you out of it especially just after bad batch and it leads into the final arc because uh, the whole thing is like this is about ahsoka really and her trying to kind of figure out where she belongs now, now that she's left the Jedi Order. And for those that don't know, Ahsoka is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, 
who was basically like kind of screwed over by the Jedi Order and the Republic. So she said, like, screw you guys, I'm out. And she's just trying to figure herself out. And at the end of it, like, you kind of get that storyline wrapped up. And she gets recruited by the Mandalorians to go to Mandalore to help them with their war. Interesting. Uh, specifically Bo-Katan, who I said before, like, she's uh, voiced by Katie Sackhoff, who's going to play her in Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, she's also in Rebels, but she's uh, pretty much like the current leader of Death Watch uh, in the, at that point in in the show. And we get to what everyone's been waiting for, the Battle of Mandalore. And so uh, you have Anakin and Obi-Wan reunite with Ahsoka, and it's like the coolest shit. You're like, oh my god, finally. Like, it's been so... It's been years, because not just like... It hasn't, it's, hasn't been that long in the show, but it you're, you're like, holy shit. This show's been canceled for so long. We haven't seen them together in so long. Like, we kind of had Ahsoka and Vader at one point in Rebels, but we didn't have, like, this. And it was so nice to have them together again for a second. I, I forgot, actually, I think in the first art in the Bad Batch arc, you do see where time is going. Because I think Padme is pregnant. I think they show her pregnant. I th- or, no, no. Uh, you could tell, like, something's going on with her, but she doesn't say it yet. Because uh, you're closing in on, you know, Revenge of the Sith time. Where she's like, I'm having babies yeah. and stuff. And Obi-Wan clearly is like, hey, Anakin's doing it in secret, and Obi-Wan walks in later when he, like, turns everything off, and he's like, oh, tell Padme I said hi, because he's like, he knows everything Anakin's been doing. He knows. He's just like, you know, don't fucking get caught, I guess, you know, I I still care about you like a brother. So, uh, back to Ahsoka, they are, like, basically going, hey, we're gonna go take out Darth Maul and Mandalore. He still rules Mandalore after like the whole civil the civil war is still going on, and so they're they're like we need your help though we need the five first help we need Anakin's help and stuff, so they agree to help them or it seems like they're helping them. Uh, Obi Wan is like talking to the Jedi and he comes back and he's like, hey, we can't anymore, we have to leave. The uh, separatists have invaded Coruscant and the Chancellor has been kidnapped. Oh. So we've gotten to Revenge of the Sith. And it also puts completely to sleep the Gendy Taranovsky Star Wars micro-series because that also ends with the uh, entrance to Episode 3. But they're basically going, hey, we're leaving, and we have to go basically rescue the Chancellor. And so before they go, Anakin's like, I'm leaving you. Uh, one of the battalions of the 501st or like one of the the portions of the 501st and it captain rex is there along with a bunch of the the clones and they all have ahsoka colored helmets so usually they're like blue and white they have like the orange of ahsoka's skin and stuff Hmm. and it's like it's really heartfelt moment where they're like you know they they love you they missed you and you also have Jesse. So you have the main clones in the 501st. You have uh, Captain Rex, who's been like, you know, Anakin's right hand the whole time. And you have Jesse, who's pretty much like the last living, like, named character who is now an ARC trooper as well, uh, who I said before. Uh, the only other one was Echo, but he's with the, uh, the Bad Batch at this point. And uh, you have the battle, and it's fucking awesome. Like, a bunch of shit happens. You literally have clones in uh, the Death Watch teaming up against, like, Darth Maul's red and black Mandalorians. Like, they have the Darth Maul colors and shit, oh, and they got the horns and stuff. It's it's really cool. 
And basically, like, the, the first couple... It's like, honestly, dude, it's two episodes, I think, if I remember correctly. And you think it's going to be longer, but, like, it ends with, like, oh, we took the city mostly, and Maul's like, hey, we're going to fucking fight them to the last man, and you have, like, this whole thing where he captures some clones, or he captures Jesse at one point. Uh, he starts fighting Ahsoka, and the cool thing about this is they've never met before. Ahsoka and Maul haven't actually interacted. Which also, like, Maul and Anakin still never interacted. And at that point, also, Grievous and Anakin never interacted, if I remember correctly. So, like, um, uh, they still make sure, like, all the stuff that happens in their Revenge of the Sith, these characters still don't interact for a long period of time. But Maul's, like, intrigued by her, and he starts talking, like, you know, we could work together, blah, 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 and she's like, fuck you, and stuff like that. And we finally get to the end where he screws over <laughs> his Mandalorians and is like, hey, um, I'm going to use you guys as an opportunity to escape because obviously we're now losing to both these this contingent of clones and Death Watch. So die, uh, good luck dying. And they're basically like, fuck you, you son of a bitch. And uh, they either die or get captured and uh, Bo-Katan and her and the 501st win. And Ahsoka is basically fighting Maul to the point where he's like, something's happening. Don't you notice? He's like, I wasn't here to draw you out. I didn't want you. I wanted Anakin Skywalker. And she's like, why? And he's like, I figured out that he is the key to everything. He's what the Emperor, he's what uh, the Sith want, uh, Darth Sidious. Because uh, he's like, basically, you know, Darth Sidious fucked me over. Um... And he knows, like, the Jedi, he's like, you don't get it. The Jedi are screwed. Like, they are already, they've already lost. They just don't know it yet. They don't know what's happening. And she's like, do you know what's happening? And he's like, no, but I can feel it. So I, I feel, he's like, I can feel the plant, like, I can feel the power Palpatine's getting. Or the city, he doesn't say Palpatine. He says, I feel the, the power Sidious is getting and what he's about to do. And that it has, it has something to do with Skywalker because he's been meditating and, like, kind of figuring it out. And so, like... He's like, if you want us, if like, uh, we can stop him, we could take out Darth Sidious and we could like take over and shit and basically stop him from all this shit maybe. And maybe even say, I forget if he says they'll, they'll try to save Anakin and shit. And she's like, uh, I, I won't join you and stuff. And they go through a giant fight and she ends up actually capturing him. Uh, he, he ba they beat the shit out of each other, but basically I think she like gets the help of some of the clones, and together they take him out, and he gets captured, and you have Bo-Katan and uh, the Mandalorians saying goodbye, like I think a small contingent of clones there or whatever, but basically they leave on like their um, Republic ship, like one of the, the cruisers, uh, pre -star you know, one of the pre-Star Destroyer cruisers and stuff, so, I'm sorry, I just, I got really into this show, <laughs> so, uh, they leave, and... You know, it, all the characters feel right. So far, like, they've done everything correctly. You're loving this, and you know something, something's something got to get fucked up. Like, it's, it's too nice of an ending, and you're getting there. And it's so sad. So all these clones <laughs> have been with her the whole time, and they're on the ship. Darth Maul's locked up, and uh, Ahsoka's talking to Rex, and, like, uh, they talk to the Jedi and stuff, because... Uh, they're like, hey, uh, we have Anakin following the Chancellor. and Or, like, talking to him and stuff. I think they talked about that previously, and she's like, uh, okay. And she's like, what's going on? And Because they're first, like, uh, the, the, the council's like, uh, 
Ahsoka, you know, you could rejoin us. We want you here. We want you to be a Jedi Knight. And she's like, no, I'm just a civilian. I'm a civilian now. I'm not, I'm, I'm just a, yeah, I'm just a worried it's civilian or some shit. And, or a citizen. I think she's a, she's a concerned citizen is what she says. And when she's like, wait, what's happening? What's going on with Palpatine? What's going on? Like, why do you need Anakin to do that stuff? Mace Windu just goes, nothing that a, a concerned citizen needs to worry herself about. Basically saying, if you don't want in, like, sorry, then you can't find out what's happening. And she's just like, fuck, that's fair, fine. And they basically leave and stuff uh, and jump off. And that's like, oh, shit, that's the last time you see Mace Windu. That's the last time you see Kiedi Mundi. That's the last time you see Aayla Sakura before they all die yeah. uh, at the hands of clones and Palpatine and shit. And, it, like, they, that thought hits you when you see them there, and you're just like, oh, fuck, dude, this sucks. <laughs> We're never gonna get this again. <laughs> and, uh, it happens, finally. She walks away, and Rex is like, oh, we got a call from the, like, it, it's the Chancellor. And you could tell Ahsoka is suffering from whatever's happening right now in the fort. Like, she can feel something not, something's wrong. Like, it's when all the Jedi, uh, when Anakin betrays Windu and cuts off his hand and all that stuff just happens she feels all of it and she's like oh god something horrible just happened i i have to like i have to find out what's happening and she goes and rex walks in and she's like rex something something's really wrong something's really wrong and you could see he's like almost crying and he's like i'm so sorry and him and the clones all just turn on her and start shooting at her, and she's so lucky. She fucking like, uh, I think she might have killed some of them, and she like jumps up into the ceiling, into the uh, the rafters and stuff, and gets the fuck out. But you're like, oh my god, they're they're gonna kill us. <laughs> you know she doesn't die because she's in rebels and stuff. But you're just like, oh fuck, it's happening. And so now you, now you have stuff that's happening during episode three. You have stuff happening during Revenge of the Sith, and they basically try to hunt her down. She, uh, one of the clones previously in the storyline, like actually, they all all the clones have a chip. Do you know about this, James? No. So all the clones have a chip in their head that basically make them take those orders okay. uh, that the Kamino ones installed. And so, like, Palpatine can just say, execute Order 66, and they, uh, unrelated to their own will, have to basically do it. Right. That's why Rex is doing it, even though he doesn't. he knows he doesn't want to. He's like, I have to, I literally can't not do this. So, uh... She finds out about his logs, about uh, the Arc Trooper 5s, the one that actually does get it taken out. Because there's a... Do you know about that storyline? About no. uh, fives? All right, I, w I won't get too into it. There is an Arc Trooper, though, who figures out about the chips, gets the chip taken out, finds out about the whole conspiracy, finds out... He literally finds out everything from Palpatine being Darth Sidious to Order 66 before it happens. Damn. And finds out the whole truth about the war being like, it's all, uh, all both of the sides are led by the same guy. And he's like, holy, f he's freaking out. Cause he's like, I have to warn everyone. And Palpatine has him killed. Like his own, the other clones kill him cause they think he's crazy. Damn. And it's such a sad storyline because he's honestly, uh, he's probably, he was probably my favorite character in the whole series. So you watch him die, and it's just the it's the saddest shit. So um, Rex has like all these logs about fives and what happened, and Ahsoka finds out she actually gets the chip out of Rex, and they do this whole thing where basically um, 
the 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 ship ends up crashing mall escapes and they get away everyone dies like because they're so focused on trying to kill ahsoka they never get saved uh the ship ends up crashing on this fucking ice planet or this wintry planet and basically rex and ahsoka just go out i guess go their separate ways and then bounce and the series just ends with darth vader finding the the wreck of the ship eventually with stormtroopers there and stuff and finding like jesse's helmet and stuff like it's just like the big uh the big like sad part is just seeing jesse's helmet because you're like oh my god jesse's dead but it's dude it, it it went from like okay bad batch this is like a seven this is cool this is like it was good it wasn't great but it was fun then you had this storyline that was like oh it's just a soak on the ground and shit and it's like a it's like a four you're just like why the fuck this is filler this is like ultimate filler i wish we didn't have to do this and then you have just a 10 at the end. You just have a 10 of Battle of Mandalore and all the ramifications of Order 66 hitting Ahsoka. And it's it's honestly just, it's, it's such a melancholy feel because you're just like, oh my god, it's actually, we finally got it, but it's finally, it's actually over now. Like, we, we don't, we won't probably see Ahsoka again until we do in Rebels. Um, maybe we get, like, some stuff in between, but it's just it just dude it's it's so hard uh at the end there it you just feel a little empty afterwards because you're like damn this was the last thing we we're getting and this is like also something from the pre-disney lucas era that we probably won't get again something like this and just that feeling alone it was i don't know it just it felt really weird um I, it all it did dude i wanted so much more after that i was like fuck i can't believe this is it this is the end and yeah it it was just hard it it was it was a hard time if you want to know what happens next watch stars episode three yeah oh god yeah pretty much uh like it it happens coincisively at that point Uh, and then like uh if you want more of that kind of thing though afterwards if you haven't seen rebels yet just watch rebels because you do get the continuations of like rex and ahsoka and stuff like that eventually um but yeah uh it was it was good uh, at least the end made up for everything else to a point, but it was like I said, it was it's a very bittersweet good time, uh, to say the least. Uh, I was thinking of saving that for episode fifty. I knew it was gonna be long, but I was like, fuck it. I, I have too many big things to talk about, so I'll just hit one here. All right, uh, we probably got time for one more. You go for it, James. I, yeah. I think I've probably taken enough time myself. <laughs> All right. So again, it's been a while since I watched this, so I may be a little hazy on the details but i finally watched the terror season two which is oh you bastard i I, i'm so close to watching okay so i won't go into like too many like uh spoilers or anything if you're still planning on watching that but like it was very different from the first season because like i i think what i liked the most about the first season was that like i guess there is a little bit of a comparison there like the so for different reasons the characters that are being attacked by whatever monster it is are stuck somewhere in the first season there the ship is like snowed in the terror is snowed like locked in by like ice or whatever so they like literally can't go anywhere and they're stuck in the arctic but in the second season it takes place in a japanese internment camp so the characters are still like for the most part stuck there yeah trapped (laughs) with a monster that they don't quite understand and like i like how they tease out what it is for the longest time because like 
for whatever reason, some people seem to just get possessed and, like, kill themselves. And you're just like, oh. what? So, it's, I mean, like the first season, very well done, very well acted. I really liked seeing George Takei. George Takei? Shit. I should have looked up how to pronounce his name. I just say George Takei. Like, yeah, I, I really liked seeing him in this, especially since, like, I know that he actually has personal history in a Japanese internment camp, I believe, when he was yeah. very, very young. So, I imagine it must have been, like, kind of hard for him to actually revisit that. But as, like, an old man, like, he played basically, like, the grandfather or whatever who knows, like, the old ways and, and supposedly, like, he has the knowledge of, like, old Japanese culture that, like, the main character who, like, was born in America, like, doesn't know. So he's like, shit, what's going on seems to be supernatural. I've never seen anything like this, but maybe Grandpa knows. And it's, like, George Takai. Takai, shit. Anyway, I think it's I think it's George Takei. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But like, so for sure, there's one scene in this series that like or in this season that really stuck with me, and it doesn't even really have much to do with the the main plot of the the monster that's attacking everyone. It was because this is like World War Two when anyway, they get to the point where we actually dropped a couple bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima and like there's this weird scene where I couldn't tell if it was like a dream or or whatever but George Takei his character has like a dream or a premonition or something where he visits or he get he um not visits he is visited or at least he's like walking down a road and he comes into contact with someone he used to know as a young child. And he's like, Oh, mm, Hey, okay. I haven't seen you in like forever. Like, what is this? It's like, Oh, this is the afterlife. I'm on my way, like to go to the next place or whatever. And he's like, Oh, and, and they kind of just exchange their life story for a bit. And it's like unclear. Like, I, I mean, Takei's character isn't dead. Cause he, he wakes up, but he, is talking to this guy. He's like, "Yeah, I never moved away from Nagasaki. I had, I got married. I had several children. My grandchildren, or, or like, and I have a bunch of grandchildren. And then, oh, so he was killed by the bomb. Mm-hmm. And oh, and Takei, that's actually holy shit. And Takei, like, he looks past the guy and he sees his entire family line is also there. And he's like, wait." what what's going on i don't understand and he, he wakes up and then he he find he he somehow finds out the news about the bombs and it's just like shit i don't know how that happened like how that connection happened the night it did at least i mean it's a story about supernatural shit happening i guess it's like not impossible but it's just really sad to think that like yeah like entire families like family lines were wiped out forever yeah I'm not gonna lie that I just the thought of that though, where you're just like, "Hey, I, I remember you." And the next day, dude, they're dead. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's probably my window being open, but I was like, you know, you get the kind of like the hairs on yeah. the back of your neck it, feeling, and I'm just like, oh. My it God. was a really chilling scene, and it's just it really hits you like, shit. Yeah, like you can make a lot of arguments to whether or not it was absolutely necessary to drop the bombs, but like whether or not it was, like whole families died. Yeah, like it's sad. And, like, I think it was just a really well-done scene. That, like, that, um, like, despite the rest of the season being really well-done and really entertaining, 
Like that really stuck with me. But yeah. Damn dude. So that's another one down for me. So we okay. do we have time for you to do anything else? I could yeah, I'll, I'll briefly run into another one. Um, this is very, very early on in the quarantine, I want to say. Uh, I, I really feel like I'll talk about it again eventually uh, because I'll, I feel like I'll rewatch them again, just all three back to back. But uh, I ended up watching the second and third Godzilla anime Netflix movies. And oh, yeah. they are uh, the best. I watched them with a couple friends of mine, uh, one of which was actually Ty, who was on here before, and the consensus we all had about the three films together, what, like, they were cool, they, they seemed cool, uh, but they, they didn't really hit all the best notes, like, they just kind of, I don't know, they felt too long, I guess, is what yeah. I would say. They honestly, I we compa- what they felt like to us was the Hobbit trilogy. Mm, it's weird. Just a little bit too they, stretched out. Too stretched out, like, there was stuff we just didn't need. Uh, it wasn't, ho- like, it wasn't at the point where it was, like, the Hobbit bad of, like, I'm not saying, like, all of the Hobbit was bad, but, like, they're, you know, fucking elf, dwarf, love bullshit and things like that. Uh, it didn't have that, at least. But there, there was, like, we realized that, that it could have been something that kept us fully, like, on the edge of our seats if it had condensed itself to one or two movies if they either split it in half or if they just somehow put it all in one and they just kept it going like uh a certain, just uh eliminate certain portions completely probably it would have really like um yeah it would have probably been just better overall i would say it, it just did suffer from too much length uh where it just yeah. did kind of feel like some i don't know just it, it felt like the it it didn't need all that extra meat. It wasn't necessary. Uh, just because the design... I will say, like, the de- designs of the monsters themselves are really cool because you only really get Ghidorah and Godzilla. You don't get other monsters. You get smaller, weird monsters, but nothing of, like, the ones we know and love. Uh, and Ghidorah... I will just say this. When you see Ghidorah in this movie, in the third one... He's fucking weird. <laughs> he is so weird, and it's not bad. Not at all. It's just really, we're like, holy shit, this is such an interesting concept and, like, iteration to do for him, because it's, like, something we've all somewhat agreed on. Like, I still love, I love the legendary Godzilla films, but uh, if you watch a Godzilla movie, because you do feel like Godzilla does belong to Japan, when Japan makes a new Godzilla movie, whether it's this Netflix anime or, like, you know, uh, any Godzilla film, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, Japan's just doing their thing and then we just interpret it how we feel or like, you know, we kind of just criticize a little bit maybe. Uh, when America does one, then you're just, you question everything. You're like, well, was this really, do you guys really want to do it like this? I don't know about this. You know, that's not how Japan would do it. That's because it's like, you know, America's, it's not America's baby. It's Japan's baby. Yeah. And things like that. So it's like, it, it does bring that kind of stuff where I will say like, um, this Netflix anime is probably the most we've come close to questioning like how it's been done like all the other movies who've taken pretty much fully like face value especially i mean like the older ones because they're old they're like fucking 60s 70s you know things like that but this one we were pretty much like you know this would actually make it better if they had done this and that and that uh but that said like the the actual designs for godzilla and Ghidorah were actually really cool the godzilla's himself he felt more like an earth uh he was fucking earth, massive uh, yeah and they do have Mechagodzilla, and to an extent, they have stuff about Mothra, I will say. 
I won't say too much about it because they do kind of do some of that stuff and uh, there's other alien races and they do some interesting stuff uh, if you do watch them because I'll just say like when it comes to these alien races you get stuff related to Ghidorah you get stuff related to Mechagodzilla and then the natives you get stuff related to Mothra so like each kind of faction of humans or it like basically faction of humanoids you get some form of like monster representation i guess i guess you could say yeah and it, it really is interesting and it's funny the ending <laughs> what happened james did you see the final movie yeah remember the <laughs> fucking the main the protagonist just kills himself <laughs> uh, sort of he just runs into Godzilla in his fucking ship he's just like fuck it oh, yeah. <laughs> just drives it into him i was i just we went no, he didn't do anything to him. He just said because he—I don't think he could live with himself or something like He's that. He took I like the girl him screaming at him, like "I'll kill you, you bastard!" Because it was—it was like everyone. Uh, it's like you can't trust anyone with certain technologies. Like they—they they would keep trying to uh, yeah. do something. And even the scientist guy that was like, uh, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna—I'm not gonna fuck with this. We—we got to stop them." At the very end, he goes, "Oh, we could study it now." <laughs> of like this special tech weapon and he's like ah i'm gonna go kill myself in it <laughs> and just drive it into godzilla and kill myself and i only think he even re- like godzilla just kind of i think godzilla just ha- hits him before he even reaches him or not i can't remember but yeah i forgot about that. either way he dies yeah but yeah it was it was fucking crazy i thought it was really weird that you like never see Ghidorah's body it's just like his necks are so long and he just comes through portals and shit yeah that was that was uh Dude, that was crazy. Especially because you're like, Godzilla can't damage him. He's going right through. <laughs> He's like a phantom. He's not from right. this universe. That's why Godzilla can't hurt him. Like, well, but, but he can hurt Godzilla though. What? Fucking aliens, man. Yeah. They they get crazy and interdimensional yeah, aliens now. Like actually, it, it it's it's um. Yeah, don't don't trust don't trust alien religion. That's all I'll say. Because all it does is lead to covenant bullshit and then fucking Ghidorah bullshit. Yeah, and you just end up basically somehow killing yourself. And oh yeah, wait a minute, alien. I feel like alien religion just ends up with you killing yourself at some point. So it's not worth it. Huh. <laughs> yeah, because the covenant just want to light the halos. Um, the Ghidorah people want you to kill, sacrifice yourself for Ghidorah, and you know just. And, and the fucking, if you get into the alien movies, at least the the later shitty ones from Ridley Scott, then yeah. they go into fucking weird, dumb shit. Michael Fassbender's uh, trying to make the perfect organism. Oh my god, they're lucky he's so good at acting, but that's that doesn't Dude, like the plot or make things better. That scene where he's like, "I'll show you how to play the flute." Here, I'll do the fingering. Like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Who wrote this? <laughs> R- Ridley Scott is. <laughs> needs to stop making movies uh, he just needs to retire oh god that man but all right i feel like that's all yeah. uh, we'll end on that note that's pretty good uh sorry it took so long on star wars i got too excited and realized i basically just summarized all of it uh but that's yeah cool. we got we got through t- an hour and a half yeah we got through two each so it's a little bit more still uh, a couple more done chipping away at it uh yeah, and that's that's it for episode 49. So like I said, next week we got episode 50. We'll go through whatever news we got. And then we're just going to end all the news with basically the full coverage of everything shown at the PlayStation 5 event, which will be fucking cool. And then after that, we will finish. We'll just go straight into, uh, for however long we can, uh, 
everything we've watched and played. I for sure will be talking about Witcher 3 and also kind of my current position on just all the CW shows currently, kind of like what I've been watching and everything else. It'll it'll be sort of a rehash what I talked about a couple episodes ago, but a little bit probably more in depth. Uh, I'm actually probably going to write down a full list of them and just kind of see where I'm at with each one just to kind of make it a little bit more organized so I know what I'm talking about instead of being like, uh, what was the other show? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those will probably be my main two topics and then I'll just see how much farther I can go down my list because I got like, James, I got Assassin's Creed collected, uh, the, uh, the Ezio collection, I got the Bioshock collection, I got the Uncharted trilogy, I got... Um, I got a bunch of 2016 games. Honestly, I got like five 2016 games, some other stuff too. Uh, shit ton of movies and shows. Uh, I know you got a bunch of stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Shit what's the, shows. I guess, what's the big thing you want to talk about? Just to give everyone a tease. Uh, what's what's your big one? You know, probably most recently JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Because I've been watching the okay. shit out of that and I got a lot of impressions because it, it goes to some weird, crazy places. Right. Oh, hmm. No, I doubt I'll ha- I'll be done with like, uh, days gone by next week, because I got. Yeah, like, I don't. Shit you don't do. need to rush through that. You got you got time till June nineteenth. Yeah, I bet we could also talk bit. about heavyweights for a while because I also watch that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I will, I will. I don't need to even watch it right now. I remember all of that fucking movie. I'm so down to talk about. Dude, that. I'm glad you recommended that to me because I literally was like, "What the? Oh, fuck? it was. Me. I did tell you about that. Yeah, huh? I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this? This is insane." It was on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Oh, so perfect. I hope that I'm so glad Disney did not put that in because it's just a, it's fat camp. It's a Disney movie about fat camp and Ben Stiller's in it. It's like, honestly, guys, it's the official prequel to, Do- it's the unofficial prequel to Dodgeball. It really is. Like it Holy works shit, it so well is. into it. Yeah. I feel like when they made Dodgeball, they were probably like, Hey, we want you to play the same exact character, but it's about Dodgeball and not fat kids. Yeah. Well, you just need to still be the dude who like. <laughs> the fucking crazy yeah, uh like, super workout man yeah, crazy workout man just do that i walk on glass but yeah we'll, we'll God, talk yeah so we'll talk about that episode. Yeah. we'll talk about that because i was saying but all right guys so until that until next week when we do uh go crazy on that and you guys uh lose three hours of your life uh listening to that if you really want to which you know fuck it and also write in write into us ask us someone asking we just I, I just want one question one question for episode 50 and i would be i would be so pleased i'd be so happy That'd be but neat. if you do like i said check out the show notes when you check out descriptions or whatever for each show on what i mean on the show for the whatever platform it'll it's all there i like have it all there and everything else but when you if you do want to ask us a question or if you want to give us feedback, just be like, hey, I like this uh, I like what uh, this stuff you do with the show. I don't like this stuff, what you do with the show. Just that kind of feedback. Uh, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Once again, it's in the show notes. Like Just look at the description. You'll find all of it there. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, uh, you can at sutrasidetalk. If you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at invaderjim124. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. Once again, all of that is in the show notes. And uh, yeah, like I said, until next week for episode 50, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys real soon with three hours of content. Thanks for listening.